Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And welcome back to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Welcome back, Joe. Show 26. 26 and counting. Believe that? Yeah, well... <laughs> it's, when we started this in August, you know, we were hoping something like this would happen. But yeah, awesome. Been fun. Uh, let's talk a little bit of NCAA Final Four uh, for men and women uh, this coming weekend. Uh, not a lot of surprises. Maybe South Carolina for the men is a big surprise. But you know, when you, you talk about Oregon, Gonzaga, North Carolina, the other three, you could have made a case before the tournament for all of those. Yeah, and and like I've said before, there's so many sports out there. I, I'm, I'm not even going to fake like I'm an expert on NCAA basketball right now. I've watched the games. I've known enough. I think it's really good for basketball, though, as a whole, for a team like South Carolina to come through because they haven't been in this spot um, maybe ever. Uh, I can't I mean, recall. This their in first the, Final Four, yeah. I th- I, I, but I don't even know if they've been in an Elite Eight uh, oh. ever before. I don't and think so they're either. rarely in the in the 16 or even sometimes the first day or two. Yep. So that's good for basketball. It's a new market. It's a new team. And good for South Carolina as a whole because the men and women are both in the Final Four. Right, yeah. right. And isn't it uh, um, who's, whose uh, daughter is playing for the women's team? The former former New York Knicks player. I was going to say, and, Antonio Brown, but it's the wrong player, of course. That's the oh, Steelers. Antonio Davis. Antonio Davis. That's it. Yeah. Answer, yeah, yeah. And I think Gonzaga finally. I mean, they they were that fringe team for years, but now they're no longer a fringe team. So it's about time they, you know, they're in there, and that, that'll be interesting. Interesting yeah, I, game. I assume that North Carolina uh, will win the, and North Carolina Gonzaga will probably be in the championship game, and then I think uh, obviously Connecticut will win the women. Now the interesting thing will be see whether or not the media, which makes all this money off these touring teams, will bring up the North Carolina academic scandal this weekend. Because they like to stay, oh, it's the Final Four and, you know, all the stuff they do and the glory and how hard they had to work here. But there is a cloud over North Carolina's men's basketball team. It's been there since, like, 05, and it's now 2017, and we still can't get the NCAA to make a ruling on whether or not the academic scandal is going to affect any scholarships, suspensions, removal of wins or whatever from North Carolina. So will they bring it up or not? Oh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I, because as – no, we've talked about there's a big difference between being a sports broadcaster and a sports journalist. Not that one's better than the other. There's just two different roles. So if you're in a sports broadcaster role, you're the, real, the employee of the, of the network, and they have a contract with the league. And <laughs> that's all the problems we see all the time with ESPN, which is a great job in a lot of things, but has conflicts. I don't see that happening. I, and then plus, I don't know that anything new has come up about it recently. So I don't know that we're going to read too much about it either no, in the I newspapers. Think, I think people are just waiting for you know the NCAA to come up with an answer. And I just didn't know. Right. I just want to get your opinion on what you think if TNT or ESPN or Turner will actually right. bring it up during the broadcast. I, I wonder if they would bring it up, though, if some new breaking uh, element had, had, had emerged from this story. At that point, maybe so. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Who knows? What else is on your mind this week, Joe? Oh, I got lots. There's a lot of things going uh, on here. Up, well, one thing, right before we got on the air here, uh, probably about a half hour to an hour, they finally uh, announced, I think, House Bill 2 in North Carolina um, has been amended. Um, it's That's the one where you um, the transgender yeah. that if you identify with a certain sex, you cannot go in there. You had to go in the biological one, and as a result of that, um, the NBA pulled out its All Star game. The NCAA pulled out many championships, which cost the state lots of money. Um, but what's interesting is that uh, Stephen A. Smith on his radio show was saying 
which surprised me for him to say this, that he didn't think it was necessary. He thought that these things would have happened on their own. What are your thoughts on that? I don't understand where he's come from because he's usually the one that would take the opposite of that. So he must be having some other opinion or insight because, yeah, that doesn't sound like Stephen A. Smith at all. And I don't think, I mean, I think that you needed some pressure put on North Carolina to change this law, and that's why they pulled the, the NBA All-Star Game and some NCAA championships. So I, I disagree with Stephen A. Yeah, I think, I think he's right in this sense that eventually something like this may have been overturned. He was bringing up things like Jackie Robinson and, and other things. And, yes, baseball was eventually going to be integrated. But sports' pressure and, of course, the economic pressure here – accelerates that and and probably the sooner the better so why not do it yeah and i think you just can't you can't you can't bet on the hey you can't what's that say you can't bet on the on the on the come it's got to happen right right that's exactly what uh, didn't happen but you know now it hasn't but uh, the other thing that happened since last week's show is the women's hockey team is going to play this weekend yes they are talk about that well the nice thing about it who's been covering this really well if anybody ever wants to to read it jeanette howard of espn does an exceptional job of covering a lot of issues and this one in particular um she's the one who broke a lot of this information i think craig uh craig custard i think did as well but uh in the stories that I've read from her and the other information is that the women from getting, I think, $600 over like <laughs> six months in a four-year cycle are now uh, can make $70,000, so. um, which is in line now with the men. There you go. And, and, and the media pressure has been coming from not just the mainstream media. It's been coming from hockey players and athletes and other associations. So the, um, the board of trustees eventually says, okay, you negotiate it because it almost – fell to pieces a couple of days beforehand. Yeah, it seemed like last week when we were doing the show, I didn't think there was a chance that the, that the women were going to get a pay raise. It looked like they were just kind of going to be thrown aside and whatever happened. But then out of nowhere, uh, the pressure mounted and they and they got their money and good for them. And I'm glad that the, the men's hockey teams all stepped up and said, hey, the women deserve that. So I know women, women's hockey is still a very borderline fringe sport, but, you know, they put in the work and they represent our country well. Right. They've won five of the last seven world championships. And, and the thing that's interesting is now that we've had this settled, um, when's the next time we're going to talk about women's hockey? <laughs> it just doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Just yeah. even like women's basketball before the show, you were talking something about Gino Ariama, who's unhappy about some things at UConn, correct? Yeah, he's happy, uh, unhappy about the start times for the Final Four. I think the Final Four for the women are Friday night, if I recall. Yes, Friday. They play, they play Friday, Sunday. And I guess, you know, because the, obviously UConn's an East Coast team, so they're not going to start. Wait a minute. I think they play Sunday, Tuesday, they don't they? Sunday. Well, whatever their final is four is. That is that what it is? I th- I don't know. I, I'm having a brain lock. But no matter what, the, fir- the final four games, they're the second semi, and they will not start till about 9.30 Eastern time. Which you know, he's like, that's a long time for your kids to be up all day, and it's it's just not a it's not a good time to start. And he goes, I know it's all about money, and it's all about TV, but at some point, do we care about the kids or do we care about TV and money? And you know, so. Well, the NCAA tournament game started that late. Yeah, you know, for, late for the men, too. so yeah. it's not just a women's issue, and and you know. I guess what he was saying, there's so many women, there's so many games in the first couple of rounds, you have to start some of them late. But when you're talking about the women's Final Four, maybe it should be a little bit more prime timey. I don't know. One's going to all obviously be out of prime time, yep. you know, for part of it. So you pick and choose. I bet his team still wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure of that. I'm absolutely uh, sure of that. Other things in your mind? I, real quick, I just want to make a yeah. note. I saw where Ken Burns announced yesterday. Ken Burns is the PBS filmmaker. Love him. His em. next uh, topic is going to be Muhammad Ali. 
He's a, really? Yeah. It's not going to come out to like 2021, but at least he announced it, and I, I really look forward to seeing that. So more on that in the years to come, but Ken Burns has chosen Ali for his next project. He's done so many great things. I mean, his baseball series was was, was extraordinary. So was his Civil War one the was war, extraordinary. And, and did you ever see Unforgivable Blackness? Yes, I saw. I didn't see it all, but I've seen some of that. Yeah. Just a, yeah. about Jack Johnson, the first African-American heavyweight champion. This is sort of like the spectrum, I guess, now, having done that. He did a couple of others on jazz that were okay, and Frank Lloyd Wright, which I liked. But those other, I mean, everything they do is yeah. exceptional. So I look forward to that. So just a little little shout out there to Ken Burns. Oh, absolutely. Um, NFL in Vegas. They, know, they, they happened, voted. Yeah, and I think it was a done deal. I think the yeah, oh, sure. I, I think part of it was that, you know, I just don't think Oakland has the money or the resources to build a new stadium. I mean, that's what it came down to. And Vegas came up with $750 million plus the bank, I don't know which bank it was, gave another $650 million. And they still need another $500 million from the Raiders' money, which is amazing. It costs almost $2 billion to build a stadium in Las Vegas. How is that humanly possible? I don't get that. Yeah, I think I had written down, um, I forget, what, one, put, one point what billion was it? That it's, yeah, it's almost like $2 billion now when, you, yeah, when, they, yeah. when they look at it. And it's, I mean, I think it's, it's great for the average, the, the, the NFL fan, maybe not for the Raiders fan, but an NFL fan who now wants to make a weekend to Vegas. You go out there on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, end up with a game on Sunday, fly back Sunday night. You know, what, what a weekend, you know, see some NFL football. And if it coordinates with the hockey where the Golden Knights come in next year as well, That's right. you could have a, a, a sports and a, and a gambling and a junket out there. So it's, you know, it, Vegas is part of America. I got no problem with it. I know there's a lot of people talking about the gambling aspect and what the NFL can and can't do and whether the referee, how the referees don't, you know, <laughs> they have to register when they get there anyway. So interesting times. But it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some people. Yeah, I'm – I, th- I think there's going to be some payback for this at some point because what's happening is you have all of this money coming in, and the reason they're not, Roselle absolutely hated it, Tagliabue hated it. I mean, you can go read the stories on there. Just write, check in Vegas and yep. and uh, NFL, and you'll see the commissioner's very strident views and uh, about how there should not be any connection between even owners owning casinos and everything. I worry because there's been there's it seems like you get a scandal every decade or so in one of these sports and when it opens up here and you're you been, in Vegas. But have you been in any NFL or or major league stadium in the last few years? Every one of them is sponsored by Casino Queen, right? Casino Casanova, and that's that's where the infusion of money is. That and from uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. You know, DraftKings has a lounge in the new uh, New York Stadium. So all this stuff is it's all intermingled. So it was going to happen, and and the Raiders, (laughs) you know, not shockingly, when you think about the Raiders and their swashbuckling attitude, are the ones going to head to Vegas. And so uh, I think the the, even the a little bit more interesting (laughs) part is two years they've got to play in Oakland. All right, with a really good team, so the fans are going to be like, oh, "Our team's really good." We're, they're probably going to like him a lot this year, but next year, you know, are the, is that is that going to wane a little bit because then they realize they're down to the final few games? I don't know there. if I'd go. Did you did you hear Draymond Green's comments? He said he'd never go again. Never again. He goes, "I, I the fans should not go back again." I mean, because that's their brethren over in that in that yeah. town there. Um, I don't know how I'd feel about that because I would be I'd be furious if my hometown team. Although I heard uh, Chris Sims, I don't know if you listened to him much. I was watching yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, I really hadn't heard a lot about it from him until this morning on Good Morning Football. Wanted to check it out. <clears throat> By the way, I think he's probably one of the best analysts out there. Uh, he's tremendous. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a smart kid. I was. He doesn't care what people think or what's going on, <laughs> but but he was saying that. Um, 
the stadium for tr- for dressing rooms in Oakland is by far the worst in the NFL. The stuff we don't see said it's horrible, absolutely horrible. He didn't seem to be worried about it going to Vegas either. Yeah, and it's the last baseball football stadium, so the time is coming. I just don't think Oakland has the resources and money to uh, to do it, and I think that's kind of where that went. A uh, couple other just minor tidbits: the NBC has announced the 2018 Olympics. They're actually going to do something miraculous. They're going to let them be live on TV. And of course, the reason is because if social media has the answer, you have the results already, and then you, you why would you pay a billion dollars to put them on tape delay? I cannot believe that in 2017, I'm finally seeing what we were right. talking. This right. goes back to when I was in 1980 when I'm watching the when, hockey. when you were 40. Yeah, you know, right? exactly. It's friggin' nuts. But you know, finally, NBC has woken up after how many years that they're going to finally do things the right way. And I, I, I'm glad. If you want to see something, you'll see it, you'll go to it, and you'll, you'll find a way. Remember when the the, was the Major League Baseball was playing these, the games in the morning over in Japan, like yes. at 4.30? I got up, and I just turned it on for a while, maybe still laying in bed, but it was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's something different. Even, yeah. the, even the games in London, we, we yeah. were able to watch up. Was it the 88 Olympics that was in South Korea or... Um, 92 is maybe Barcelona. 92 is Barcelona. But all these tape delays, yeah. I, I don't have an interest because I know who won. Yeah. There's all, all of that tension is, is gone. Yep. So there you yeah, go. that makes a whole lot of sense for that they're going to do it finally. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Sam Ponder officially is going to be for Sunday Night Count? I love her. I think she's great. I think she's got a great attitude. Her personality, she's you know, obviously a very good-looking woman. But, you know, not even that. She gets football. And uh, it's she more does. of a loss to the college game day Saturday morning, than, you know, I think, because I, I think she is really good on that as well. So uh, good job, Sam Ponder, and I, I, I think she'll be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, at the uh, the bosses at ESPN want to put, uh, as they say, more women in, in, in front positions there. But um, it's, there's a difference between putting uh, um, someone on was, uh, back in 1970-whatever on the CBS morning show. Felicia Rus- Fel- Phyllis George. Phyllis George. The former yes. Miss America yeah. who knew nothing about sports. Mm-hmm. And a Sam Ponder who clearly has been working in this profession. And her father was a coach. And she's been and playing she's sports. Ponder, and she's married to Christian Ponder. And so she knows and uh, about sports. Even though they... I th- it's funny how they're differentiating. She's not an analyst, and she's not a reporter. She's a host. And there is a difference, though. Oh, yeah. I think as a, as a host, then your job is to kind of just keep the show rolling, right. pass it off the analyst and, and the specialist, and, and then the different categories as the show goes on. I think she would be fine um, as, a, as a reporter for that or for this. Absolutely. I think yeah. she's great. And she will get right in the mix. I don't care. She's not going to sit back as, as the host. She, she'll get in the mix. Uh, Tony Romo saga continues in Dallas. Tony was going to be cut. Then he was. They thought he was going to be traded. Well, of course, if you say you're going to cut somebody, no one's going to trade for you. Jerry Jones, you're a billionaire. You should know this. If I'm going to, I cut was shocked. I was shocked when he said, "I'm going to. We're going to cut him." Yeah. You've lost every leverage that you ever had. You have had. none. I mean, nobody's going to trade for you. I mean, and so Tony Romo's kind of in uh, a little bit of limbo land where he's kind of can't really touch. He doesn't really feel like he's comfortable talking to his Cowboy teammates. He can't really talk to another team because he's under contract. And Jerry Jones just keeps saying he doesn't know what he wants to do. So I, I don't know. As an Eastern Illinois guy and all that stuff, you feel bad for Tony Romo because you know I think he wants to play, but I think it's almost like Jerry Jones is pushing this to envelope so far that maybe Romo does retire and take a job at CBS or something. I think he wants to come back and prove himself one more year. Oh, I do too. Of course, that's pure speculation. So when you get pushed to the wall and you don't have a job and you're your, your, your current boss will not let you play nor will he trade you or cut you you're you're in a bind well i don't i don't think that jerry jones is going to just pay his salary just to have him sit there i think they he's going to have to cut him for, so it doesn't go against the cap but you're right i mean he he's 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 in a bind uh, you know you'd like to think that tony would not play again because you don't want his body to be racked 
to the point where she he can't walk when he's older. But yeah. I did see where he was playing golf again, so you know it's, he's doing his back must be a little better. Wasn't he the Wisconsin high school a uh, high school champion in he golf? Is, I don't know about that for and sure. And didn't he qualify for a U.S. Open once? Yeah, he is a very, or a PGA yeah, Championship. One of the two. Yeah. He's good. He's a good golfer. Uh, AJ Prysinski is uh, going to be on M- uh, FS1s. Um, hey, he'll be good. Oh now, yeah, absolutely. I can see AJ getting uh, suspended at least twice this year because <laughs> he won't hold back. He can't, and, no. I, and he'll probably say something he shouldn't say, which is fine. I've always said that there, you know, baseball and, and all sports need the outspoken announcer. So I love AJ. Oh, absolutely. What do you think about Jose Canseco? I think he's doing Oakland Athletics. He was just hired. He'll be good, but the problem with Jose will he will he commit to actually doing the some of the work that's necessary to be on an everyday baseball broadcast? That is a grind. It is. You have to prepare every day because you're filling three to five hours. And I just don't know if Jose's got the grind in him. If he was maybe just a weekend analyst where he could go and do them of the weekend games, give some of the other guys a break, I could see him doing that. 162 games. We'll see, Jose. I, I, I'm not a Jose he's, he's very funny. He's got he, a great personality. He seems to have great insights to the game. Uh, but we'll see. This morning they were talking about Mike and Mike, what's the over and under, if it'll be a national one at that point. And maybe that, maybe based on what you're saying, it would yeah. be better for national because it wouldn't be the daily grind. Yeah. Of, I just don't although, know if he, yeah. He just doesn't seem like the guy who wants to put in the extra effort. But although those national guys, they're doing it every single day yeah. too. Yeah, they do. They have a lot of people helping them. But when you're at the local level, like in Oakland, you still have to do some of that, you know, that research each day and, and find the angles and be in the clubhouse after every game and talking. So we'll see. What about Colin Kaepernick? He's, again, in the news, of course, that uh, he's a very talented quarterback who's better than a lot of the backups. I never, and um, yeah. I'm wondering why, if he's going to. We talked a little bit about it last show, of course. but I, It's weird. I didn't think I would ever feel sorry for this guy, but a little part of me does think, you know what, there's only really – Sixty, there's what sixty four spots of really quarterbacks that can play. You have to right. you your quarterback one and your backup, then the third string you really just have on the roster. So for Colin Kaepernick, I think he is one of the best sixty four quarterbacks on this planet. Mm-hmm. So should he have a job? Yes. Now he obviously has made his stance, and what he did, I think, end up being okay. And I think most people realize it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. Um, I know that not standing for the anthem really aggravates a lot of people, and it aggravated me at the time. But then when you realize what he was standing for, and then he wasn't an idiot, and he was and he was donating money to the causes, donating money to a lot of causes, and he did good good work. So I can live with him, and it's a free country. I've always said that for a lot of time. People forget it's a free country, um, but sometimes the 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 back the backslide of being in a free country is that some people are going to say, "Hey, you had that right, but I'm not signing you." Yeah, and so I think you're seeing that. But keep in mind, what it's 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 April when this shows, or March, late March when this show is getting recorded. There's going to be two or three quarterbacks that are going to get hurt in training camp. Sure, there's going to be a couple people that are going to hold out, or something's going to happen where some of these guys that get drafted aren't really as good as they thought. Colin Kaepernick stays in shape. He'll be on an NFL roster come you know August 31st. Yeah, one of the best uh, spots I, I heard was this morning again when Chris Sims was on saying that he'd be a perfect fit in Seattle for two reasons. One, they run Russell Wilson as sort of a mobile quarterback. Two, and number two, which is that it's a very liberal area that they wouldn't be as bothered by him having sat out. And their backup quarterback just got in trouble. He wrecked his car into like a bar. Trevon Boykin from Kansas oh, State. Oh, he did. So he, Boykin. I can okay. see him maybe being on the outs up there. and Maybe that would be a good spot. So we'll see if that all works out together. Right, right. Uh, baseball starts next week. So, Joe, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I didn't tell you before the show. Baseball, just who's your World Series prediction? And who's going to be in it? Not who's going to win it. Oh, I suck at predictions for anything. That's all right. It's just it's Heck, April. I said Hillary Clinton was going to win for president. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I mean, just on the surface right now, Two, two teams in a National League, you got to say that obviously the Cubs are going to be in the hunt. But um, 
the Nationals have one heck of a team there, and and they're healthier, and they've added some extra people. And no, the dot, I don't like their reliever though. They got a rookie. Taylor yeah. Rourke, I thought was going to be helping out too. I know he's a starter, but yeah. I thought they might move. I think on. they announced today that they're going to go with the young kid as the closer. So that scares me a little bit with them. It, it, it does, maybe a little bit. And but the Dodgers are also yeah. loaded. So I think any of those three teams. So I picked three of them actually. <laughs> uh, in the American League, um, the Indians are loaded. You know, uh, the Red Sox I thought were going to be, but then David Price got hurt. And they have the like, first baseman are both hurt too, right? Right. Right, so, so and we'll we don't know how they're going to be post Ortiz because players make a big difference, you know, in that in that league. So I don't, I don't. Um, I can see Texas a, is going to be tough. Texas is good. Um, I kind of like the. Uh, I think it's going to be a rematch, Cubs Indians. It, it it could, but Cubs Tigers too maybe could be. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, and the Yankees are rebuilding, but they have a lot of really young stud kids. But they're yeah. not they're not going to be a world if they're a World Series team this year. That'll be the story of the year. That's right. truly. Can you imagine a Cubs Yankees World Series? Oh, there'd be some decent ratings. That would be. Fox would be thrilled. They would they would go through the roof. There you go. Through Any the other roof. sports stuff you want to talk about before we get to a little dead talk? Um, I guess there's a couple of them that can save probably next week, but uh, yeah. sort of a non a once non sports thing I thought was really interesting, and I found this while I was going for sports is uh, there was a story about spiders this past week. Spiders. Spiders. Okay, um, and the reason it jumped out is that they said that in any one given year, if you get all the weight of all the spiders in the world, um, and how much they eat on a on a on a daily basis, that if they wanted to, they could eat all humans in one year. Holy cow! And there's and there's, they they tested a hundred ho- they tested all these houses in North Carolina how many spiders, every house had spiders in it. And I know when I was working on a book, the one on Bigfoot researchers, you know, uh, Monster Quest, get it at Amazon.com. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Oh, yeah, by the way, the second edition of the Field Guide for Covering Sports will be out in June, too. You may want to check that out. Um, but I, I talked to a guy called the Spider-Man at Florida State, and Spider-Man. he said that in the green swamp of Florida where I, was, I spent several days, and actually I had been there several times, there were about 2 million spiders per square mile. Holy cow. And they said in central Florida here, they said at least 250 to 300,000, he predicted. So spiders are everywhere. So that when you're going to bed tonight, try to keep your mouth closed so they don't jump in there. Wasn't there a study that you actually eat like four spiders a year or something? In your a, night, uh, a night. A night. No, no. But a year, <laughs> probably man. a year. And, and they're biting and you have those itchy spots and they're <laughs> under your bed and they're on your clothes. All right, so Joe, We want people to stay listening. Um, okay, sorry about that. Just wanted to throw that out. Oh, and the Sports Connection, one, uh, the Cleveland Spiders had the worst record in Major League Baseball. Just go. to let you know. All but right. that wasn't my main intent. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we continue to scare you, let's talk about the uh, what we still think is the greatest show on TV right now. We always end with a little Walking Dead recap from last week's episode, which uh, was basically the the last one before the season finale. So uh, it leads up to this week's uh, season finale. What'd you think? Um, I was I was torn. Um, I, I I liked it. As a matter of fact, it, it just flew. At one point, yeah. my wife goes, there's five minutes left? Because there was so much. I guess part of it is I felt like there was so much they needed to address, yeah, too. Yeah, they were really catching up. They were. It was like done. slow, slow, slow overdrive. Yeah. Th- th- is that how you felt? Yeah. I felt like all of a sudden it's like I didn't want it to end. I wanted more stuff to happen. You know, I thought it would be a little bit more a fight when, to get the guns from the ocean side. But they, really, they went in there and they, they did their job and, and, and got, the, you know, got the guns from the ocean side. I couldn't believe no one died because we were talking about too yeah. many characters. Yeah. I thought uh, the one character was going to be shot in the head. 
ahead. And I really thought some of the Oceanside people would uh, sign up, but I didn't understand why some of them couldn't. They didn't explain that very well, why some could and some couldn't go with Rick's group. They didn't feel I, – I, I didn't get a, a great explanation either. I'm, I was thinking that they wanted to stay united, uh, but my suspicion is they're going to play a part they're at gonna, some point. Don't, you, don't you think? I think they're going to be the ones that save it at the end somehow when, when, they, they, when, the, when the fight happens and they're going to come up with you know, the last people over the hill. And on a preview, it looked like uh, you saw a, a King Ezekiel with his, his – uh, Tiger his there. Kid, yeah. I don't want his tiger out there. He's going to get shot no, and killed. No, no, no. They're not going to. Not in the world we live now. There will be no. That's animal such death. a great prop. You can't have him die. They're not going to let the cat die. Trust me on this one. Right, there's no way. Um, the other thing is, if you noticed, uh, Carl when he was uh, aiming the gun, mm-hmm. uh, the Walking Dead messed up. He was aiming the gun with his. <gasps> patched eye. What? If you go back and look at the show, okay, I did not it, notice it's that. All over the internet. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was <laughs> of course, he had his gun, it. you know, cocked uh, the wrong way, and so there's no way he could have possibly been sighting uh, at the ocean side. So that was kind of the the funny part of the mistake of the Walking Dead. So I, I was also interested to see um, when uh, there was. He was asking the one character was asking for a gun, and uh, uh, Eugene ends up coming through with with some pills instead. Yeah. It's like I can't shoot anybody with these. Yeah. You know? yeah, that was a fake, and say, so, yeah, Eugene. Good. It, was, it was a good. It was the best one of the last. Four Eugene's character is becoming a lot more complex and interesting, don't you think? Yeah, and I, and I still think Eugene wants to be a hero somehow. So don't be surprised next week if Eugene plays a giant part in something that might happen. So what's the over under on number of uh, main characters who die? Uh, I will say two. Uh, two. Yep. I'm going to go four. Ooh, you're going high. Because I think they need to. <laughs> All right. Joe has four. I have two. We'll be back next week to let you know. So appreciate you tuning in to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Keep your mouth shut have a break. when you're sleeping. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.